0: Yes, Your Honor. Case number 21-2199 from the Western District of Missouri, Planet Sub Holdings versus State Auto Property and Casualty. Mr. Sir, when you're prepared, please proceed. You're muted.
1: Uh, you're still muted are you able to hear me now yes okay great thank you may it please the court my name is jeremy sewer appearing today for the four named planet sub-related plaintiff entities two missouri corporations and two kansas corporations which together operate 14 restaurants across missouri kansas and oklahoma And this is a COVID-19 business interruption insurance coverage case, and we present today three reasons that really independently and separately support and, in our view, indeed require reversal under this court's decision last summer in the oral surgeons versus Cincinnati insurance company case. And first, these are all matters of state insurance contract law. So. Decisions from other federal courts around the country interpreting New York law, which has very different <coughs> standards and rules regarding uh, the same language that compared to Missouri or Kansas or Oklahoma really have no, no relevance here. And under the, the state court decisions that we see in Missouri and Oklahoma in particular and in Kansas, the principles of those states support finding that planet sub here regarding the prevalence of deadly COVID-19 viral particles in the early stages of the pandemic especially Uh, And their presence at our restaurants caused physical loss of or damage to property, triggering coverage under the business interruption and extra expense insurance provisions of the policies that we paid hefty premiums for. And second, our case is extra unique and to be distinguished from the -the run-of-the-mill cases that have been decided by other courts interpreting other state laws, is that (laughs) Planet Sub bargained and paid for uh, an extra extension of coverage, uh, what I'll call the contagious and infectious disease coverage extension, which has um, no requirement of physical loss or damage to property, which has been uh, an issue in certain other states and cases. The trigger here is that there is an actual or alleged exposure to contagious or infectious disease, and that there's a, and that due to that exposure, there's an order that issue issues by a civil authority that leads to a suspension of your business operations. And that undisputedly occurred here. And we raised that, uh, we attached the entire uh, policy to our complaint. We raised it in the briefing. The district court entirely omitted any reference or analysis of that provision. And we think it pretty clearly requires reversal. And the third uh, that really plays off of this court's decision last summer in the oral surgeon's case as the civil authority coverage, which was not at issue in that case. And that was under Iowa law as well, which is different than than Missouri law. Um, And and civil authority coverage is triggered when there is an action of civil authority due to uh, loss of or damage to property other than the insured property that leads to an order um, (coughs) limiting uh, your your access to that, prohibiting access is the- Mr. Mr. Sir, if
0: I can- can, uh, uh, interpose. I have great trouble on the last one understanding, and I you just paraphrased it accurately the civil authority extension. But are you you're aware? I'm sure of the ordinance or law exclusion. And it looks to me like one contradicts the other almost completely. What do we do with that? <laughs>
1: Well, then, uh, there's an ambiguity that under, certainly under Missouri and in Oklahoma and I think Kansas law also require final No, no, it's, it's
0: no. It's not necessarily an ambiguity, because often policies at the very beginning have great coverage, and then the exclusions obviously take it away for this, that, X, Y, Z. Now, now <laughs> well, this one, this one and I couldn't find any specific Missouri case, but this, one, this one's even grosser. Uh, tell me how the, those two can be read together to make any sense.
1: Sure. Um, the one, and I, and I think we addressed it in our briefing, but uh, the, when you look, and, and actually the Sixth Circuit case, the Santos case, um, declined to to, to to apply that exclusion. Um, that was came out in September, I believe. But you look at the specific, the neighbors, the context of, of that use exclusion, it's talking about an ordinance that, that relates to the construction, renovation, uh, a couple words of that nature, or use is in, included in there. So it's, if you're if you've got a permit and you're trying to renovate your premises and there's some kind of authority that issues how you do that specific renovation provision and that leads to something and that that is excluded but but orders that you know there's a flood a hurricane that damages a bridge that leads to your property there's this this pandemic that, that you know led to orders prohibiting people from accessing their restaurants or hair salons or other businesses uh, that that is covered. Does that that answer your question?
0: Well, not really, because it says use of any property. It means the other properties, as you understand. It says enforcement of law. And, of course, the main coverage says action uh, of an ordinance, action of civil authorities. I just have trouble. uh, But but the real question here, is there any Missouri case that's like this? I'm sorry. That's what I'm supposed to be focusing on.
1: (laughs) Uh, And and are you looking at the... Do you have a joint appendix site for the, the specific exclusion, the ordinance? Boy, you know. I
0: sure don't at this minute, but it says, we will not pay for loss I I, of or damage caused directly or indirectly by the enforcement of any ordinance regarding the use of any property. It looks like it well, takes yeah. out all ordinances and all well, might, laws about use of property.
1: You might be quoting from the brief, which I think has an ellipsis in there. The joint appendix is 486, and the actual language is the enforcement of any ordinance or law colon regulating the construction use or repair of any property or requiring the tearing down of any property including the cost of debris and so the, it's a you know use of the property is in, you know in that context about uh, something regulating construction or repair and you know this these ordinances here weren't weren't about that they were saying stay out of your property you know There's there's deadly viral particles all around, and having people on your properties is is something we want to avoid, so stay out of them.
0: Mr. Sewer, does it matter that you didn't have a complete uh, shutdown and that uh, uh, takeout uh, orders were were able to continue and that 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 part of the business proceeded?
1: No, I think for a couple different reasons. There's some language that talks about how extra expenses can be covered if you avoid or minimize suspension, well, if you avoid a suspension, you didn't completely suspend or shut down, it seems to me. Also, at least in the Missouri laws, I was rereading the case again the other day, the, the German St. Vincent case that we feature in our brief actually speaks about how the, the asbestos, microscopic asbestos fibers only affected the first floor operations of that business. And, and there's coverage there. So I, I think... Uh, the other thing to consider is it's, it's the insured or insurer who, who draft these, and if they wanted to say suspend all business operations, they could very easily do so. There's all kinds of provisions and definitions they could add to make it very clear that they're referring to all business operations. Um, we, t- we fully suspended all in-person dining business operations. so that, that I think meets the language that is actually used and chosen by the insurer in their policy. And if I just could just continue, the um, the reason that I think the civil authority coverage is uh, finding is virtually required here under last summer's oral surgeon's decision is that, the, so taking a step back, the plaintiff there didn't make any allegation that COVID was ever present on its policies. It just said, hey, look, there's a pandemic going on, there are orders issued, we want coverage. Uh, we we say that we uh, that COVID was everywhere. It was, it was likely on our properties. We didn't have tests back then. Nobody had any tests. We can't know for sure. But based on everything we know, we think we think there was uh, COVID particles on our properties. And then this court said you need something. You can't just point to a pandemic generally or a government order. There's got to be something physical. Something, and in the court used three <coughs> three uh, phrases: physical destruction, physical alteration, or physical contamination. And I think it, it, it's clear that the properties uh even if the the district court seemed to think that, that certain of our allegations were speculative or conclusory and i have arguments on that issue too but um even putting that aside i, I think it is indisputable that there were numerous properties that were contaminated physically with covid i mean in that stage of the pandemic people were watching their relatives die on Facetime because hospitals were so contaminated people couldn't enter them and because of that an intense physical contamination of properties other than our restaurants Orders were issued by civil authority restricting, you know, access to, uh, to our properties, and that is exactly the language that is needed to, to provide coverage here. And it gives us 30 days of coverage. And, and it's, it's really difficult to see how there wasn't physical contamination, and that civil authority coverage was not at issue in the, uh, raised at all in the oral surgeons. And so if physical contamination is- Mr.
0: Sir, Mr. Sir is, there any, is there any Missouri case you could find on this civil authority extension?
1: Um you know, I, I'm not sure that I recall one in particular on on a civil authority coverage as I sit right here. Thank you. Um, and I want to if I could also raise uh, I want to point out that a couple of the things that they, that the insurers will argue and that, that other courts have found that, uh, in particular, I suspect that uh, counsel for State Auto will reference the recent Fifth Circuit case in uh, Terry Black's barbecue. And I want to point out that this um, the language in that case for their uh, infectious and contagious disease extension is slightly different. um it it included a requirement about how the 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 period of restoration begins after you, the insured, received notice of closing from the board of health. And the court in the fifth the fifth circuit said, you know, this was a general order that applied to San Antonio or Houston or wherever that restaurant was based. It wasn't anything connected to you, and and I think and they they mentioned that language in particular. And there's some kind of uh, you know proximate cause, like direct cause, like interpretation you can you can read from that. But there is no such language in, in our <coughs> uh, version of the infectious disease extension. Well, Councilman, really interrupt you. It
0: says it says resulting from sounds like cause to me if something results from something that's been caused help me with
1: the sure. from sure i think i would agree that there is uh, from the actual or alleged exposure and i think it's clear that that, that we were in the, the the geographic areas of johnson county and jackson county missouri where where there was great concern that our properties were exposed to that because uh, the mayor and the and the relevant health authorities in these jurisdictions had concern that all the properties including our properties were allegedly exposed to COVID-19, there were uh, the orders issued. So I think we satisfy that causal standard. If they wanted to have a, a more strict and more direct causal formulation, it'd be very easy to, to draft it. I've seen other policies that talk about an outbreak, an actual outbreak at your premises. We don't have that language. Um, or the language that was in the Terry Blacks, that talked about, you know, you received notice from the County Board of Health. I mean, we didn't receive any, you know, we, we got notice in the sense that orders were issued. But, you know, having language about you receiving notice really does focus it in a more sort of restaurant-specific. You had a salmonella outbreak at your, at your restaurant, and so an order issued closing for a week or whatever way you fix that. But our 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 language is not so cabined and narrow.
0: Mr. Sir, you're within your rebuttal. You can continue if you like, or you can reserve
1: I'll reserve the remaining three
0: minutes for rebuttal, please. All right, thank you. Mr. Fleischer.
1: Thank you very much. May it please the
2: court, Adam Fleischer on behalf of State Auto Property. Your Honors, I think there's really two uh, undisputed factual realities here around which the insurance coverage arguments rotate and, and live or die. Uh, The first really undisputed fact for all of your consideration is the fact that Planet Sub never closed. Planet Sub continued selling subs and did not cease its operations. That's one fact that's undisputed. The second fact that's really important for coverage purposes is that there are no allegations, arguments, or facts here that the policyholders at Planet Sub noticed or allege any changed quality in any of their property that required repair, replacement, or rebuilding. Those two facts are undisputed. So let's look at how that impacts the coverage arguments. Okay, the first fact, if Planet Sub continued operating and continued selling Sub sandwiches from its premises, then we conclude two things. The first thing, is that there was no suspension of operations as this court found that term uh, in the context of the case Creative Walking, as the 10th Circuit interpreted the term suspension of operations in the case High Plains Beef. And that term means a cessation of operations at the premises. If that didn't happen here, then there can't be coverage under business income, which is 5F. There's no coverage under the foodborne illness extension, which also requires a suspension of operations. And there's no coverage under the extra expense provision, which. Let's talk about that a little now, bit. You be,
0: yes, it was, you're, are you you're calling it extra expense and it's actually civil authority extension? Is, are we talking about the same thing? Uh, no, Your Honor. So the okay, way this. So, well, f- well uh, you. Uh, from at least for me, you need to talk about civil authority extension uh, because that is for something that happens off the, promises, off the premises, I'm sorry, uh, physical loss, damage, or other stuff at other premises and that prohibits access to the planet subs. And that surely happened, huh? All
2: right. Let's separate out the coverages. So the suspension of operations required- council.
0: I understand. Then please just address the civil authority
2: extension. Okay. The civil authority extension that you're referring to, Your Honor- yep is is 5i in the policy at the joint appendix 483 the civil authority extension requires two things it requires there to be a direct physical loss of property at someone else's property right. which here there's no allegations of any direct physical loss of property that befell any other premises here at all surely surely counsel there's there's some Allegation. I'm
0: sorry, I don't know the pleadings that well, but surely there's some allegation about other property here during the pandemic. There there's to be some not, physical. Go ahead.
2: Uh, there's not, Your Honor. And, okay, thank you. Know, you. Again, now, I, I, I would direct the court's attention to two cases that address this: one in Kansas called Promotional Headwear, and one in Missouri called Ballast Nails. But there's a, a series of cases that address it. And the two requirements for civil authority coverage is that you have to have direct physical loss of property first. And if we look at the way this policy defines a direct physical loss of property, if you look at the period of restoration, which is on page 499 of the joint appendix, that tells you what type of direct physical loss of property this policy is talking about. It's something that has to be changed in quality of the property such that it requires repair, rebuilding, restoration in a reasonable period to get back to the original quality. There's no allegations here of direct physical loss of property of any property, whether it was planet subs or its neighbors. So the first requirement for civil authority coverage a direct physical loss of property is not satisfied the second requirement for civil authority coverage your honor is that there has to be a civil authority that prohibits access a civil authority order that prohibits access to the planet sub premises well counsel does it say does it mean in Missouri you
0: interpret favorable insured does it mean prohibits any access to the premises
2: yes your honor that's what the the word prohibit means that yeah, you not a allowed- word
0: Hold on, I added the word any on you there. Did you? Did I say it too quickly? Because some some access was prohibited, and so favorable to the insurance, it says prohibits any access, and some access was prohibited. I, I think they went on the access, huh? What do you think about that?
2: No, Your Honor. The, the, this again, this phrase has been interpreted by court after court, and it does have a plain meaning. When you prohibit access, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to go in. That's what prohibit access means. You don't. Mean well, the they weren't allowed to anymore. go in. They can only drive by. Go ahead. No, Your Honor. Let, let, let me address the, the court and promotional headwear specifically said the Kansas orders did not prohibit employees or the public from entering the plaintiff's premises. The Ballast Nails case said the Missouri order was not a prohibition of access to the business premises. Two district were,
0: courts, right, counsel?
2: I'm sorry, Your Honor. They're, they're both district courts, right, counsel? Yes, Your Honor. Okay, proceed. And both of those courts recognize the specific circumstances here. There were people entering the planet sub-premises. The access was not prohibited. There were people actually selling sub-sandwiches. The public could go there and get their sub-sandwiches. The purpose of the civil authority uh, provision as indicated by countless cases to have addressed it is that for example when there's an earthquake in the neighborhood and there's such direct and physical damage to the neighboring uh, area that the government says nobody is allowed to have access to Planet Sub. When that happens the civil authority coverage is triggered. In this case there's no direct physical loss to anything and there's no prohibition of access to the planet's sub-premises. So that's the civil authority coverage, Your Honor. If we get back to the suspension of operations, because there was no suspension of operations, as this court has indicated in Creative Walking, as the 10th Circuit uh, has also indicated in High Plains Beef, there can be no coverage under any of the provisions that require a suspension of operations. Mr. Sur addressed the extra expense provision and he addressed part of that provision that allows coverage for uh, expenses incurred to avoid a suspension of operations. So let me talk about that for a second. The first thing to recognize is that the extra expense coverage requires before it's triggered a direct physical loss of the property of Planet Sub. As we've discussed, here we don't have that. There are no facts of any changed quality to any property at Planet Sub that required repair, rebuilding, or replacement. There was no alteration of any property, so there is no direct physical loss. Let's say that there was. The way the extra expense coverage works is if a bus drives through the window and there's direct physical loss, the policyholder can get extra expense coverage to put up a TARP or to do something to avoid the suspension of its operations. Here, that's not at issue. If you look at page uh, paragraph 96 of Planet Sub's complaint, they specifically outline and allege their extra expense claim. And what they are claiming is extra expense coverage to minimize the suspension of operations that they claim happened. In this case, there was no suspension. Their allegations that there was is purely a matter of law. As this this court found in Creative Walking and as the 10th Circuit found in the 5th Circuit and the 6th Circuit and the Ninth Circuit, if there's no cessation of operations, then there is no suspension of operations. So there's no coverage to minimize a suspension when, as a matter of law, it never happened. Let me turn for a second, Your Honors, to this foodborne illness uh, endorsement that Mr. Sur referenced. It's interesting that Planet Sub refers to it as a contagious d- disease endorsement um, so as to avoid the title of it which is foodborne illness endorsement. That also has two requirements. The first requirement, and for those of you looking at page uh, 521 of the joint appendix, the first requirement is that there has to be, again, a suspension of operations at the premises. We know here that didn't happen. The second requirement is that the government order, which suspends operations, has to be a result of some alleged poisoning or infectious disease at the premises.
0: Well, it, it says an exposure to it, counsel. The word yes. is exposure. Well, you changed the word there to be favorable to you, but exposure of the premises to a contagious or infectious disease, does that make a difference
2: that it says it, the word exposure? It doesn't, Your Honor, and, I, and I'll, I'll point out that that phrasing, the resulting from exposure of the premises, it was the exact same phrasing at issue and uh, addressed by Terry Blacks in the Fifth Circuit. It was the exact same phrasing at issue in Isaac's Deli. It was the exact same phrasing at issue in the Wild Eggs case. Okay, Isaac's Deli against a district
0: court case, and it was a year ago. Uh, any any appellate history on it?
2: No, not yet, Your Honor. The, the appeals in uh, the Pennsylvania federal courts have been consolidated and not yet. Okay, breathed. thank you.
0: Now, now, uh, before your time's gone, back to civil authority. Now, you said to me that, oh, there was no allegation of direct physical loss or damage to other property. Now, they do list the various statements by the mayor and other people, city, Kansas City, and the proclamation. The proclamation by a city that we can take judicial notice of that says that uh, they issued the proclamation to protect life and property throughout the city. So, counsel, I don't think you can just brush off that there was direct physical loss or damage to other property or during this pandemic.
2: I'm not, uh, I'm certainly not brushing it off, Your Honor. But the fact that there is uh, a broad sweeping statement of intent in the government's order doesn't establish the facts required to establish the prerequisite to coverage in this case. The prerequisite to coverage in this case is that there has, to, under civil authority, that there has to be two things. There has to be direct physical loss of property that the policyholders of Planet Sub were aware of to some neighboring property that they could allege. It
0: doesn't say neighboring council; it says other. It sounds like it'd be anywhere in the world,
2: council. You wrote it. It the can be anywhere. It, it can be anywhere in the world, Your Honor. Certainly, yeah. there, there's never been a case where there was some damage to property, you know, on a no. Don't go off. there. You, you wrote <laughs> the words. Go ahead. Continent. So, the, uh, again, Your Honor, the, the policy needs to be interpreted pursuant to his intent as a whole. The civil authority coverage, as has been interpreted by hundreds of cases, most of which are cited in the brief. Well, well hold on, inter- you said
0: hundreds of cases. Now, is there a Missouri case
2: on the civil authority extension? I don't care about hundreds. Is there a Missouri there, case? There's at least one district court opinion, Your Honor, and that's the ballast nails uh, opinion mm-hmm. that I've I've cited. I think that civil authority was also... Um, at issue, Your Honor, in a series of Missouri federal court decisions, including uh, one that I call 5M, because it's M-M-M-M-M-M, uh, mm-hmm. Soul Taco, and any number of Missouri federal court decisions, all of which have been asked to apply the concept of whether or not civil authority coverage is triggered. And, and by the way, counsel, on this
0: point, you, you're quick to go to district courts, but I notice you don't select the state courts, because the state civil courts, uh, I'm sorry, circuit courts about. State circuit courts, that's the trial court in Missouri, have basically gone the other way, right? I don't think that's right, Your Honor. I that's think a there's Scott, been... Scott Craven Dennis case. Are you familiar with it? I am, Your Honor. Let's, let's
2: just... What you do know, you say about ma- that? I'm sorry, Your Honor? What do you say about Scott Craven case? The first thing I'll note about Scott Craven is it appears in the opening brief at page 31 is the last case in footnote 7. And that's not by accident, Your Honor. That's because it's not a case upon which this this uh, lawsuit turns, Scott Craven is a trial court decision that was based upon uh, and relied upon federal court decisions out of the Western District of Kentucky, including Blue Springs Dental, Studio 417. And those cases that Scott Craven relied upon have been rejected not only by hundreds of courts across the country, but by 12 or 16 different courts out of the Missouri federal circuit. So the Scott You you still don't have any. You don't
0: have a Missouri state court case on civil authority extension, right? I couldn't find one.
2: That's right, Your Honor. And the reason is because the the concepts and the words within the civil authority provision, when interpreted pursuant to their plain meaning, have been interpreted consistently throughout both the nation as well as the federal courts to have considered the issue in Missouri. Your Honors, I see that my time is up. Uh, on behalf of state auto property, we would respectfully request that the decision of the district court be affirmed in its entirety. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Fleischer. Mr. Suri, your rebuttal.
1: Sure, thank you very much. I'd like to address a couple of points. Um, The the Scott Craven case does uh, support our position in civil authority and other issues. And um, and I'd like to point out, and I think Judge Benton Noted it too, but specific paragraphs in our complaint the, 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 the notion that we did not allege there's loss of or damage to or contamination of other properties in Missouri is just uh, and in the other states is just wrong. We, we, which we paragraphs,
0: which that. paragraphs, your best allegation of that all I could find was the Kansas City ordinance.
1: Go ahead, probably the ordinances. I'll do it 42 to 44 on JA 8 talk about COVID has been transmitted at property at premises in Missouri been transmitted by human to human contact and interaction with premises in Missouri and has been transmitted by way of human contact with airborne particles emitted into the air at premises in Missouri. It's forty two to forty four. We clearly allege that. And and if they're if I mean and those are not conclusory. I mean a conclusory allegation, there's lots of talk in some of these cases about conclusory allegations, these these are factual statements. It's not a statement that defendant owing me a duty negligently breached it. I mean, that's the meaningless legal conclusion. How, why did what, what facts support the owing of a duty? These are statements, factual statements that that that, that, are, <laughs> that you can't just disregard because they're inconvenient or you'd prefer we didn't allege that there was uh, damage to the premises in Missouri. We, we clearly allege that.
0: Well, on the same and issue, the suspension- I, I, I've got to interrupt you again because. Uh, he says prohibits access means prohibits any access. And the word prohibits is a strong word. Why isn't he right about that?
1: Well, when they make the argument in their brief, they're unable to make it without inserting the word all in there, which I think is very telling because, as you point out, it certainly prohibited access. It prohibited my access and your access to Planet Sub. It was uh, for carry carryout and curbside and, and uh, drive through only. We couldn't enter the premises, so it certainly prohibited it. And we cite a case that reached a similar conclusion. It's on page 20 of our reply brief, a 2002 case from Pennsylvania that, you know, the fact that emergency workers could access the property didn't undo that it did, that the order did prohibit access of all other people to the property. It'd be very easy for them to say prohibits all access and to suspend all operations. I want to point out again, the Cincinnati Insurance v. German St. Vincent referred only to asbestos suspending operations on the first floor of that building. And if they wanted to say suspend all operations, they could. I mean, just consider, you know, something coming through the window at a restaurant, uh, destroying the ability to, to use it for, for cooking and, and and preparing and delivering food. But you know, there's a back office with a computer and somebody went in there and was able to send out an invoice for a catering job they did the day before. Well, would, would the contention be that you know if your business operations are defined broadly as preparing delivering selling and invoicing food did business operations carry on that day because somebody came in to, send, to generate an invoice and send it out i think it, that would be a, a stretch and, and if they wanted to say spend all business operations be very easy for them to do that and they did not and i would request that that numerous ground support reversal in this case we are getting brief. we thank you very much for your time today
0: thank you mr sir thank you also mr fleischer quarter brief appreciates council's presence before the court today in our virtual forum and we uh, are going to continue to r- wrestle
2: with the matters and review the materials in the case and render decision in due course. Thank you, counsel.